I want to talk to you a little bit about Rough Greens. Last night, feeding uh, Uno his prescription dog food, which, oh, I mean, who doesn't love that? I mean, I wish my pharmacy could give me all of my meals. Uh, it's the best place to eat. Is at the doctor's is, office. It is. Mm-hmm. Um, put some Rough Greens on him. He gobbles it up. Rough Greens. It's really good for your dog. Has all of the vitamins and minerals and everything else they need. Uh, plus probiotics, which your dog needs. Get a free bag of Rough Greens for your dog to try out right, right now. All you pay for is shipping. Just to make sure your dog will like it. Then order a full bag of Rough Greens and uh, and see the difference in your dog. It really does make a difference in your dog. It's it's more than just they like to eat it it uh, it changes them it really does they become more active healthier uh it's rough greens roughgreens.com slash back 833 glenn 33 roughgreens.com slash back Welcome to Wednesday. I read an article by Dee Parker um, yesterday, and it was the case for optimism. Ten reasons why the pro-freedom right will defeat the anti-liberty left. And I started reading it, and I realized, oh my gosh, this is this is very, very true. And we're winning, but it's hard to see it because there's this constant stream of gloom and doom from all sides. And... We need to start looking at the things that are absolutely true that show that we are indeed winning and are on the winning side of history. And we begin there in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. You know, I went back uh, to the archives uh, just the other day. I was looking for... Gosh, what was it I was looking for? I was looking for something that I had said on Fox, and I wanted to get the exact wording on it. And I found the uh, episode where I was warning seniors of their their plans that they were getting from, uh, you know, senior citizens, travel plans, you know, that uh, that uh, one place that, you know, you you join up when you're 50, 55 or plus. And I was warning and I'm like, look, you have to ask them, why are they supporting the Complete Lives Project? Why are they doing this? And uh, and I remembered that is when I met the people of AMAC. They came in shortly after that and they were saying, right, it doesn't make any sense. They're not on the side of seniors and somebody's got to stand up for freedom and the right things and stop BSing our seniors. That's when AMAC started. I urge you now to join AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. They're now two plus million members uh, strong and counting. The benefits are great. Insurance discounts, roadside assistance program, members only credit card, travel benefits, phone plans, dental plans, auto plans, all of that stuff. But also they are on the front lines fighting for the things that you fight for. There is power in numbers. Join AMAC for the advocacy, the benefits, and the information. But more importantly, join AMAC because America needs all of us in the fight. 
Join today at amac.us slash Beck. That's amac.us slash Beck. So Dee Parker uh, wrote uh, the case for optimism, 10 reasons why the pro-freedom right will defeat the anti-liberty left. He said, the leftist enemies of freedom and civil rights are such that it makes it impossible for them to win. And while it would be a disaster if they were to befall the planet, it would be uh, still hard to be positive. It is still hard to be positive when it's a steady diet of doom and gloom every day. Every day brings yet another attack on freedom and progress from people falsely labeling themselves as liberals. Many of these reasons from opt- for optimism of the pro-freedom right are because they are directly contrasted with the negative characteristics of the anti-liberty left. Now, this is really important. Do you remember um, years ago, I talked about Martin Luther King and how he was right about a couple of things. Um, one was once you have the images that people can contrast between good and evil, people will always pick good. Americans will. Now, that is true as long as our Judeo-Christian values are still alive in our heart. That's why we try so hard to keep our, our hearts soft. That's one of the reasons why I started Mercury One, to remind you how good it feels to do good. And we were just reminded this summer when we went and helped people in Afghanistan, which is still going on. We have to keep our our hearts soft so we can recognize the difference between good and evil. That's one reason why I say we can't become them and defeat them in the way they want to defeat us. We have to go a different path. Martin Luther King said, if you contrast the two, they will always pick the American people will always pick good We didn't have the pictures of the German shepherds you know, being sicked on blacks as they marched in uh, Memphis. We didn't have the fire hoses. What we had was a group of people that we felt were Marxists. And do you remember how they fought against that? When Newsweek came out and said, we're all, we're all, what was it? Socialists now. We pointed that out at Fox and said, really, we are? Because I thought you were denying that you were socialists. Now they're saying they're out in the open and Barack Obama went on a big smear campaign and saying that anybody who claims that he was a Marxist or a socialist uh, was racist. Now they're coming out and they're embracing Marxism. As I said to you, they want to tell you exactly what they're doing, but they can't because the minute they do, you're on to them and you're saying that's not me. This is what happened in Afghanistan when uh, Joe Biden failed miserably and then claimed it to, to be a victory. Americans saw that and went, that's not us. That's not us. I don't recognize that those military leaders. I don't recognize our government. That's not who we are. And we could contrast that with who we've always been. Now, let me give you some of the reasons for optimism. According to Dee Parker, he says, one, we're on the side of freedom and anti-liberty left is on the side of authoritarianism. 
This is becoming more and more clear. For instance, Chomsky was just on um, MSNBC a couple of days ago, and he said people who refuse to accept vaccines, I think the right response for them is to not force them, but rather to insist that they be isolated. If people decide I am willing to be a danger to the community by refusing to vaccinate, um, they should say then, well, I also have the decency to isolate myself. I don't want the vaccine. I don't want the right to run around harming people. That should be convention. Enforcing is a different question. It should be understood, and we should try to get it to be understood if it really reaches a point where there are they are severely endangering people. Then, of course, you have to do something about it. So what is he what is he saying he's saying that there should be camps or there should be they should self-isolate in their home but he really means isolate because the next question was well how do they purchase food this isn't how do they go out and work or anything else how do they purchase food chomsky's response is telling well Quote, actually, that's their problem, end quote. So who is on the side of freedom and people and who is on the side of authoritarianism? It is becoming clear that the left is authoritarianism and not because we say it, because their actions are now showing it. Second uh, point of optimism, we have timeless advantages. The anti-liberty left only has short-term tactics and tricks. Well, let me give you one. Did you see that, um, that the uh, military came out yesterday and said, what is it? There are 496 Americans still trapped in Afghanistan. Well, first of all, there are more than 496, but that is double the amount that they said over the summer. They said there were about 200. Okay, so double the amount, over double the amount. And then it, later they said there was less than 100. Now they're saying there's almost 500. The truth is that it is much larger than 500 could be in the thousands, one, two, three thousand, could be five thousand. Nobody really knows. But when we said that, we were called conspiracy theorists. We were called all kinds of names, unreliable. It is becoming apparent that their short term tactics and their tricks don't work. Another example of this is, well, it's just transitory. Don't worry about inflation. It's just transitory. Well, it's not transitory, is it? Have you checked what you're paying for meat? Have you checked what you're paying for gas? Have you noticed how expensive almost everything is? Did you know that this Thanksgiving, the meal that you put down, the traditional Thanksgiving meal here in America, will cost you more than it ever has in the history of our country? That's saying something. It's not transitory. It is something that we should be working uh, to solve. All of their short-term tactics and tricks, they all fail. But we have the truth on our side. We have mathematics on our side. We have evidence on our side. 
Three, while we can be honest, the anti-liberty left has to lie to survive. Sanjay Gupta was a great example of this uh, with the horse dewormer stuff. That is a Nobel Prize winning medicine. Yet everybody had to claim that it was horse dewormer. Why? To stop people from getting the uh, uh, stop people from getting some sort of treatment and to focus everyone on the vaccine. We all know the truth. The vaccine is effective. If you want to get it, you can get it. We also know that there are other things that will help ease the pain if you have COVID. Horse dewormer is not one of them. However, the Nobel Prize winning human version of that may help. But they have to discredit everything. January 6th. January 6th is another case. Why is it that they won't release all of the video? Well, there is a really fascinating report that is out now from Revolver uh, that looks like uh, that maybe the FBI was involved in setting this up. We'll give you that story coming up. But they always have to lie to survive. We can be honest. We believe in civil liberties is number four. They don't. Let me again give you this. This is the scariest thing I have heard from a government official, perhaps of all time. And it came out of out of Rochelle uh, Walensky's uh, mouth. She's the CDC director. Last Sunday, she said there is a plan to get unvaccinated essential workers education and counseling so they will feel comfortable getting vaccinated. I got news for you. I'm not getting vaccinated. I have antibodies and I am not going to go through some government education. And I certainly will not sit down with a government sponsored therapist for counseling. So wait a minute, which one of us believes in civil liberties? Which one of us really is fighting for freedom of speech? Which one of us is fighting for the freedom of the press? Did you see yesterday two new people were appointed to the FCC hardline lefties. That is going to affect my job, my voice, your ability to hear me on radio. Mark my words. They have to shut people down. That's not somebody who believes in the Bill of Rights. The fifth reason to be optimistic we love America, and the average person loves America. They do. We have problems, and we're honest about those problems. But the anti-liberty left hates America. Look at Colin Kaepernick. We believe in individual rights, is number six. The anti-liberty left believes in collective rights. Vaccines, the mandates, the passports. By the way, the FDA has approved uh, one of the vaccines for kids. So I guarantee you the collective right of your kid and you to be the parent of your kid and decide what goes into his body and what doesn't go into their body. Uh, you're going to lose that right if you're not standing up. Uh, by the way, Terry McAuliffe, he doesn't mind. 
you as a parent don't have a right to raise or teach your kids or question what your kids are learning in school. Number seven is economic liberty has always worked and societal slavery of socialism has never worked. You know, they said the model is China. Have you seen what's happening in China lately? Number eight, we're productive in society. Those who believe in the Bill of Rights, the Constitution, and the Declaration of Independence, we generally are productive in society. Anti-liberty leftists are parasites. Good example of this is unrealized gains. What are unrealized gains in the stock market? That means if you're a teacher, your teacher's union has your pension and your pension is in the stock market. And every time the stock market goes up, you're now going to have to pay for those unrealized gains. In other words, even if you don't pull that money out, you're going to pay to the government the privilege of that money making money. Elon Musk just came out and said, this is insanity, insanity. And it is, (laughs) you know, this goes back to their lies and their tricks. They say they've already paid for everything. No, they haven't. Or they wouldn't be looking for unrealized gains. Or if they say, no, we're not into redistributive wealth. We're not into socialism and, and, and killing the system. Then they wouldn't be doing this because this will hurt the stock market. People will pull their money out of the stock market. Why? Because you can't afford to pay the unrealized gains without pulling the money out of the stock market. The last one I want to hit here is pro-freedom right outnumbers the anti-liberty left. And I'll, I'll show that to you in 60 seconds. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. It is really critical right now to pay attention to your financial health. What can you do today to guarantee a healthy financial future? Well, there are no guarantees in anything, but you can set yourself up if you're a homeowner. The solution may be as simple as mortgage refinancing. The people to help is American Financing. American Financing's mortgage consultants can customize a loan to meet your needs, however they manifest themselves. Maybe it's a shorter term that you need or a lower rate. Maybe it's just access to cash. They can do all of that and more. It's a no-pressure experience. I don't know about you, but I could use a little less pressure right now. And somebody who's not trying to trick me, lie, lie to me, or take my money... You're not going to encounter any of those things. No upfront fees. Uh, There's no tricks. There's no pressure at all. You might also be able to postpone up to two mortgage payments. How could that help you out right now? Consolidate your debt. Refi your debt. Talk to American Financing. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds. Station ID. So um, the the book Hidden Tribes, a study of America's polarized landscape, shows that the pro-freedom right outnumbers the anti-liberty left. Um, The hardcore left, the far left, 
only comprises 8 to 10% of the population. So why is it we feel outnumbered? The reason why we feel outnumbered is because these 8 to 10% of, of Americans gravitate to culture, movies, art, uh, newspapers, radio, or not radio, but uh, 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 television, the cultural things that affect all of us, the national socialist media, the government indoctrination centers, the education. That's why this 8 to 10% can influence more uh, than sometimes we can. And they seem more powerful than they really are. However, 25% were conservatives of the pro-freedom right, with the middle classified as liberals, politically disengaged, or moderates. So it is 8% trying to sway the rest using cultural norms. We are 25%. If we just get smart... We can affect and sway a lot more people. That's why they're trying to shut anyone who is effective at it down. That's why you don't see effective uh, conservatives on television or any place else. Nobody who is effective is going to be on Netflix or Amazon. That's just the way it is. However, they're doing damage. The 8 to 10% are so far left that they are overplaying their hand and they're exposing themselves and exposing conservatives as the ones who had it right the whole time. People have been buying in, the mushy middle has been buying in that conservatives have been overreacting to these people, that these people aren't trying to destroy the free market and drag us into an authoritarian camp. Now, because they are so emboldened and only surrounded in those power centers by people like them, they're exposing themselves and thus they are hurting themselves. Another reason to be optimistic. Back in just a minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. One of the things that uh, this job affords and my position in my career, which I never had when I was, you know, much, much younger, is in my position, I can I can pick and choose who advertises with me uh, and I can cancel if they aren't who they say they are. And I get the chance to tell you about, I think, great businesses. Um, one of those businesses is Patriot Mobile. I believe they are actually really part of the solution to America. My job is to convince you that we have to stand together and stop paying these giant corporations who are working against us and go and and put our money where our mouth and our heart is in places that can and are helping us and offering the same great service. And you're going to save money. Patriot Mobile is one of those companies. You're going to have the same service at half the cost. In fact, better customer service at PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Save money. Join the right side. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. 
BlazeTV.com slash Glenn to subscribe to Blaze TV. Promo code is Glenn. It's Glenn TV right after the return of Stu Not America tonight. Yeah, she had to come back today. Tonight on my Wednesday night special, President Biden's radical climate agenda. What is already in place and what is coming right around the corner. Nothing else rivals the climate agenda with the Biden administration. This is their top priority because it is another way to lock people into place and take your freedoms and your liberty. The scope and the cost of this agenda is staggering. It is the fundamental transformation of America. It is the Great Reset. So much about climate change, you know, net zero, green energy and ESG is a total and complete scam. Take electric vehicles, California banning the sale of all new gas powered vehicles by 2035. Biden signed an executive order calling for half of all new car sales to be electric by 2030. But nobody ever goes into the fine print. There's a 2014 study published by the National Academy of Sciences. Hmm, let's follow science. They looked into the entire life cycle of an electric vehicle and its emissions from mining the metals to making the batteries to producing the electricity to power them. The study found that when electric vehicles are charged with coal powered electricity, they are actually worse for the environment than gas powered vehicles. And yet, The Democrats are dragging America toward electric cars that they think will run on solar and wind power. Both have major issues of their own, and they are fast-tracking us to disaster. Tonight, I want to show you exactly what they're doing, what they're planning, and how going green is the biggest scam in history. Join me tonight, Build Back Bankrupt, how Biden's climate agenda will financially ruin you. That's tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern on BlazeTV.com and Blaze TV YouTube page. Right after a brand <laughs> new right, Okay, America. we got it. Love of Pete. Now, as we're sitting here and we're trying to uh, rebuild a media based on the principles that our founders saw, real, true freedom of the press, and another almost quasi-branch of the government, one that is part of the checks and balances. I have been reading and rereading a speech from 1961 from John F. Kennedy. Uh, He gave it at the Waldorf Astoria Hotel in New York City, uh, and he gave it to the American Newspapers Publishers Association. He was really upset because the the coverage of the failed Bay of Pigs invasion, you know, wasn't real happy towards him. And so he came to the press and he asked them for two things. The need for greater public information and the need for far greater official secrecy. Now, I would hope that both of those things would run almost offensive to all of us still today. But in 61, it was big. Kennedy conceded. He said the two things appear to be contradictory. Secrecy is seen, quoting, as repugnant in a free society. 
In balancing a free and open society with a cold and secret war, he implored the audience of newsmakers uh, or news printers when they're going to report a story, ask themselves two questions. Is it news? And also, is it in the best interest of America and national security? I would say the same thing today. Is it news? And is it in the best interest of the United States of America? If not, why? Because that might be something that you have to add in the story. All right. To hear a president give any kind of recommendation to the press back then when we had an informed populace, it went against the grain of everybody. The press still prided itself in at least the appearance of neutrality and journalistic ethics, which are long gone. The idea of the press concerning itself with the goals of a president was still a repugnant idea, and Kennedy knew it. So he padded this speech with continuous assurances that this was a request and by no means an order from the president. He reminded the press that the press is the only industry, the only industry that is specifically referenced in the Constitution for protection. There is nothing else that is protected by the Bill of Rights as a business other than the press. The free flow of news, discussion, debate were so clearly necessary to a free republic, the founders explicitly protected it in the First Amendment. And the press, the press knew that the president knew. You, you speak to a free press or a free people with words even insinuating government interference in the free flow of information, and you would be over, at least back in 1961. But he was confident in his request, but cautious, like a president who knew his job demanded the consent of the governed. And that is the biggest thing that I have taken away from this. When you listen to his speech, he knew better. He knew better. He joked about the press. He gently reminded them of the sharks and muckrakers that they were. But he spoke to the press with respect because of their role in informing the populace which is a prerequisite for a functioning republic and freedom. In a letter to Richard Price, Thomas Jefferson uh, wrote, whenever the people are well-informed, they can be trusted with their own government, that whenever things get so far wrong as to attract their notice, they may be relied on to set things to rights. Is that the, is that the, that was the message of Kennedy's speech. That's the message of Thomas Jefferson. Is that the message of this administration? or really any administration, do they believe that things are so far off that we should listen to the people because the people will set things right? Or are they doing everything to shut the people down and tell the people, you can't fix this. We are the ones that can fix it. It can fix it. In the end of his speech, Kennedy really reflects almost, almost exactly the sentiments and words of Thomas Jefferson. I'm not asking your newspapers to support an administration, but I am asking your help in the tremendous task of informing and alerting the American people. 
for I have complete confidence in the response and dedication of our citizens whenever they are fully informed. Okay, he goes on to ask the press to point out his errors, saying this. Without debate, without criticism, no administration and no country can succeed and no republic can survive. That is why the Athenian lawmaker Sola decreed it a crime for any citizen to shrink from controversy. And that is why our press was protected by the First Amendment. Isn't this amazing? Are, are you hearing anyone saying that full-throated debate, debate must happen? You're being shouted down if you disagree. You are being fired if you disagree. Here's Kennedy saying this is a freedom that everyone has and no republic will survive without it. It's the people's best judgment, not his. Back then, the president still believed in the American people. He believed that given all of the information, the American people would make the right choices and the government would follow the people. This is completely different than today. Because today, they don't believe in you. They believe the press's job is not to let the facts lay where they are, just state the facts and let the people decide. Instead, our leaders are saying this today. Do you think you need to do a better job at messaging and going forward? How do you sell this if ultimately you have to? Well, I think you all could do a better job of selling it, to be very frank with you. Wow. So their job now is to sell it. Let me give you a couple of other a couple of other examples here. The supply chain. The media is now turning not on Biden on the supply chain. They are now blaming you on the supply chain. Let me give you a couple of examples. The Atlantic supply chain problems could be solved more quickly if affluent Americans would stop buying things they don't need or often don't really want. I don't know the last time I bought things that I didn't really want. Uh, instead of questioning the Biden administration, they are they're not asking about the cargo ships, uh, the unions, the dock workers. They're not asking about any of that. They're not informing you. They are blaming you. Vox said affluent consumers need to abandon their Christmas gift owners uh, uh, orders and the thoughtless buying that they do to prioritize saving the environment. <laughs> okay. All right. So it's your fault. Let me give you this. Uh, this came from uh, U.S. National News and PolitiFact. Miscaption images of empty grocery store shelves are unrelated to current global supply chain shortages. Multiple fact checkers report. So they were talking about people who were taking pictures of empty shelves. And they're saying these are from other countries. These are from storms. You can't believe any of those. So last week I asked you, give me the date, give me the place and show me the empty shelves because the press is saying they don't exist. Let's bring up some of the pictures. We have pictures. This is from Mansfield, Ohio. 
we're experiencing tep- temporary shortages on select products due to supply chain issues. We thank you in advance for understanding. Showing the empty shelves. Uh, let's go to the next one. This is from Walmart. Look at the empty shelves. Uh, another one. Empty shelves. Here's another. Empty shelves. Next. Empty shelves. Empty shelves. Let's go to Florida. I'm in Florida where ports are open. Toiletries, liquids, and specialty products all look like this. Empty shelves. Next. More. Empty shelves. More again. In Pennsylvania, I want to show you the meat market in Pennsylvania. This, the first one, go back one. Yeah, there it is, that one. The meat market. Look how much is empty. In Houston, Texas, this is the H-E-B on uh, San Felipe. Woman at the, and by the way, if you're not from Houston, I did pronounce that right. Uh, The woman at the deli counter uh, said there's a food shortage coming. She said, food shortage coming? It's already here. Look at that. Again, a closer look at it. This is in South Carolina, the meat. Again. Look at the empty shelves. Look at the empty shelves then of the eggs and the milk. In Gilbert, Arizona, same situation. It doesn't look like America, does it? It does not look like America. And that's why the press is covering. But that's not what the press is supposed to do. Kennedy could have berated reporters for hard questions, threatened them with disinformation labels to silence their opinions. He could have shamed the news media for sharing information that compromised his agenda. He could have chosen not to believe in the American system or the American people, but Kennedy didn't. And you can hear in this speech that he is upset with the media. You can tell. But he knew his limits. He knew he didn't have the authority to stifle the free press. He couldn't sell censorship to free people. They would have his head. Kennedy knew he couldn't get away with that. The press wouldn't left him, let him. The America, American people wouldn't let them. So what did the left do? They captured the universities. And they started teaching the press new things our press has forgotten who they are a long time ago they forgot their job which is to inform the electric electorate in an effort to preserve our republic they don't inform they instruct they shape they suppress information but let me ask you this did we forget who we are now too the fact that kennedy spoke with so much attentiveness to our rights and freedoms was as much a reflection of the American people at the time as it was a respect for the institutions. He knew he needed the consent to govern. We let our politicians get away with everything. They bully our press, subdue debate. They partner with social media, crack down on information they don't like. They they are mocking us, saying it's not about freedom. It's not about freedom. Government has forgotten they need our consent. But is it Better or worse, that we forgot it too. More in a minute. Let me tell you about Car Shield. When you're sitting there in the front office of the mechanic shop reading the estimate for how much it's going to take to fix your car and trying all your tears with the money that you're about to give them, there are three words that are going to come to mind. 
Let's go, Brandon. You know what I'm saying? And you'd be right to think that. But there are three words that could probably fit even better. Should have gotten car shield. For a covered repair, car shield cannot be beaten. From the time your car breaks down till the time you get it back, car shield takes care of every step along the way. They offer free roadside assistance, a rental car while yours is being fixed, the mechanic of your choice. And the best part, they pay everything directly so you don't have to do anything. You just have to get your car covered today. Car shield, it's a win-win. They helped me and they will help you get back on track when you're in a pinch and your car isn't working. Get the coverage today. Carshield.com slash Beck. Save 10%. Carshield.com slash Beck. The Glenn Beck Program. We continue to tell you the truth the best as we know it. We still believe in informed populace. We believe that if we inform you, you will make the best decision for yourself and your community. But you need to do your own homework. Question everything that even I say. Look it up. Make that information yours because you searched for the truth. We're going to go to the truth of what's happening in our schools and a very positive update on what's happening with our school boards. This is the Glenn Beck Program.